0: Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible, copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software. Welcome back to the Daily Bible Reading. This is Week 5, Day 1. Today we get to start the book of Exodus. Let's go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for saving us from slavery to sin. We had no hope. We were slaves and could not buy our way out. You came and you rescued us, and we're so thankful. With your mighty hand, your great power, your awesome deeds, you are a marvelous God. We give you praise. We look at these stories of you saving your people physically from Egypt. We see the physical picture of what you've done for us spiritually in the New Testament. We're so thankful. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Exodus chapter 1. And these are the names of the sons of Israel, who came to Egypt, with Jacob, they each came with his family, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, and Benjamin, Dan, and Naphtali, Gad, and Asher. And all those who descended from Jacob were seventy individuals, and Joseph was in Egypt. And Joseph died, and all of his brothers, and all of that generation. And the Israelites were fruitful, and multiplied, and were many and were very, very numerous, and the land was filled with them. And a new king rose over Egypt, who did not know Joseph. And he said to his people, Look, the people of the Israelites are greater and more numerous than us. Come, we must deal shrewdly with them, lest they become many, and when war happens they also will join our enemies, and will fight against us, and go up from the land. And they appointed commanders of forced labor over them, in order to oppress them with their forced labor. And they built storage cities for Pharaoh, Pithom and Ramses. And as he oppressed them, so they became many, and so they spread out. And the Egyptians were afraid because of the presence of the Israelites. And the Egyptians ruthlessly compelled the Israelites to work. And they made their lives bitter with hard work, with mortar and with bricks, and with all sorts of work in the field, with all their work in which they ruthlessly enslaved them. And the king of Egypt said to the Hebrew midwives, of whom the name of the one was Shifra, and the name of the second was Puah. And he said, When you help the Hebrews give birth, you will look upon the pairs of testicles. If he is a son, you will put him to death. And if she is a daughter, she will live. But the midwives feared God, and they did not do as the king of Egypt had said to them. They let the boys live. And the king of Egypt summoned the midwives, and he said to them, Why have you done this thing and let the boys live? And the midwives said to Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women, because they are vigorous. Before the midwife comes to them, they have given birth. And God did the midwives good, and the Israelite people became many and were very numerous. And so, because the midwives feared God, he gave them families. And Pharaoh commanded all his people, saying, Every son who is born you will throw into the Nile. AND EVERY DAUGHTER YOU WILL LET LIVE. CHAPTER two, And a man from the family of Levi went, and he took a descendant of Levi. And the woman conceived, and she gave birth to a son. And she saw him, that he was a fine baby, and she hid him three months. But when she could no longer hide him, she got a papyrus basket for him, and she coated it with tar and with pitch, and she placed the boy in it, and she placed it among the reeds on the bank of the Nile. And his sister stood at a distance. To know what would be done to him and the daughter of pharaoh went down to wash at the nile while her maidservants were walking alongside the nile and she saw the basket in the midst of the reeds and she sent her slave woman for it and took it and opened it and saw the boy and it was a lad weeping and she had compassion for him and said this must be from the boys of the hebrews and his sister said to the daughter of pharaoh Shall I go and call for you a woman from the Hebrews, who is nursing, so that she will nurse the boy for you? And the daughter of Pharaoh said to her, Go. And the girl went, and she called the mother of the boy. And the daughter of Pharaoh said, Take this boy and nurse him for me, and I myself will give you wages. And the woman took the boy, and she nursed him. And the boy grew, and she brought him to the daughter of Pharaoh, and he became her son. And she called his name Moses. And she said, because I drew him out of the water. And then in those days, when Moses had grown up, he went out to his brothers, and he saw their forced labor, and he saw an Egyptian man striking a Hebrew man, one of his brothers. And he turned here and there, and he saw no one, and he struck the Egyptian, and he hid him in the sand. And he went out on the second day, and there were two Hebrew men fighting, and he said to the guilty one, Why do you strike your neighbor? And he said, Who appointed you as a commander and a judge over us? Are you intending to kill me like you killed the Egyptian? And Moses was afraid, and he said, Surely the matter has become known. And Pharaoh heard this matter, and he sought to kill Moses. And Moses fled from Pharaoh, and he lived in the land of Midian. And he lived at a certain well. Now the priest of Midian had seven daughters, and they came and drew water, and filled the troughs to water their father's flock. And the shepherds came and drove them away. But Moses stood up and came to their rescue and watered their flock. And they came to Reuel, their father, and he said, Why have you come so quickly today? And they said, An Egyptian man delivered us from the hand of the shepherds, and he even drew water for us and watered the flock. And he said to his daughters, Where is he? Why then have you left the man? Call him so that he can eat some food. And Moses agreed to stay with the man, and he gave Zipporah, his daughter, to Moses. And she bore a son, and he called his name Gershom because he said, I am an alien in a foreign land. And then during those many days the king of Egypt died, and the Israelites groaned because of the work, and they cried out, and their cry for help, because of the work went up to God. And God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. And God saw the Israelites, and God took notice. Chapter 3 And Moses was a shepherd with the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the west of the desert, and he came to the mountain of God, to Horeb. And the angel of Yahweh appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. And he looked, and there was the bush burning with fire. But the bush was not being consumed. And Moses said, Let me turn aside and see this great sight. Why does the bush not burn up? And Yahweh saw that he turned aside to see. And God called to him from the midst of the bush. And he said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here I am. And he said, You must not come near to here. Take off your sandals from on your feet, because the place on which you are standing, it is holy ground. And he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face because he was afraid of looking at God. And Yahweh said, Surely I have seen the misery of my people who are in Egypt. And I have heard their cry of distress because of their oppressors, for I know their sufferings. And I have come down to deliver them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up from this land to a good and wide land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. And now, look, the cry of distress of the Israelites has come to me. And also I see the oppression with which the Egyptians are oppressing them. And now come, and I will send you to Pharaoh, and you must bring my people, the Israelites, out from Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh, and that I should bring the Israelites out from Egypt? And he said, Because I am with you, and this will be the sign for you that I myself have sent you. When you bring the people out from Egypt, you will serve God on this mountain. But Moses said to God, Look, if I go to the Israelites, and I say to them, The God of your ancestors has sent me to you, and they say to me, What is his name? Then what shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am that I am. And he said, So you must say to the Israelites, I am sent me to you. And God said again to Moses, So you must say to the Israelites, Yahweh, Yahweh, The God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my remembrance from generation to generation. Go and gather the elders of Israel and say to them, Yahweh, the God of your ancestors, appeared to me, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I have carefully attended to you and what has been done to you in Egypt. And I said... I will bring you up from the misery of Egypt to the land of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites to a land flowing with milk and honey. And they will listen to your voice, and you will go, you and the elders of Israel, to the king of Egypt, and you will say to him, Yahweh, the God of the Hebrews, has met with us. And now let us please go on a journey of three days into the desert, and let us sacrifice to Yahweh our God. But I myself know that the king of Egypt will not allow you to go, unless compelled by a strong hand. And I will stretch out my hand, and I will strike Egypt with all of my wonders that I will do in its midst. And afterward, he will release you. And I will give this people favor in the eyes of the Egyptians. And then when you go, you will not go empty-handed. And a woman will ask from her neighbor, and from the woman dwelling as an alien in her house, for objects of silver, and objects of gold, and garments, and you will put them on your sons and on your daughters, and you will plunder Egypt. Now to the New Testament. Galatians, chapter 5. For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. Look, I, Paul, tell you that if you become circumcised, Christ will profit you nothing. And again I testify to every man who becomes circumcised, that he is under obligation to keep the whole law. You are estranged from Christ, you who are attempting to be justified by the law. You have fallen from grace. For through the Spirit, by faith, we eagerly await the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision counts for anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith working through love. You were running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion is not from the one who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole batch of dough. I have confidence in you, in the Lord, that you will think nothing different. But the one who is confusing you will pay the penalty, whoever he may be. Now, brothers, if I am still preaching circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? In that case, the stumbling block of the cross has been abolished. I wish that the ones who are disturbing you would also castrate themselves." For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not let your freedom become an opportunity for the flesh. But through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one statement, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. But I say, live by the Spirit, and you will never carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh desires against the Spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another, so that whatever you want, you may not do these things. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now, the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are sexual immorality, impurity, licentiousness, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these, things which I am telling you in advance, just as I said before, that the ones who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Now those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh together with its feelings and its desires. If we live by the Spirit we must also follow the Spirit. We must not become conceited provoking one another envying one another. Well what a wonderful thing it is that we have been freed from the slavery to sin. We shall now live by the Spirit God wants to give us freedom, and the Spirit is the freedom. Well, until next time, let's keep meditating on the Word of God.